Well, good evening. Welcome. I'm glad you're here with us. Merry Christmas Eve. And uh, I guess it'd be happy if you're in England, but uh, we're not. So that's for you Brits out there. I do have some British family out there. Um, I welcome all of you here. My name is Paul Raz. I'm really glad that you're here with us tonight. And uh, let me just take you through a few things that we're going to do. And um, we're just going to have a, a great time looking at the Christmas story. We're going to be doing it through worship, through reading uh, reading the Christ story. And I'm really glad you're here seeing you with your families. It's really wonderful. And um, when you came in, <clears throat> there's a uh, some CDs that were sitting there for you. That's our gift to you, uh, MCC's gift to you, that if there's a couple of adults that are in the house there, then at least get two CDs. And if you've got some other family that's with you that's visiting from out of town, let's make sure that they get a CD to take home with them as well. And Mark will hook you up with that, the guy in red back there. He's like Santa Claus. He's just got kids go talk to him. He'll take care of you. So uh, anyway, but uh, yeah, we're really glad that you're here with us. And we really would love for you to uh, just join in with us in worshiping and uh, uh, we'll just have a really good time together. And I, and I do want to give you a little bit of a forewarning that, uh, that we do have a uh, basket back there for benevolence on your way out as you go out this way at the end of tonight. Um, we've always traditionally done this where we collect money on Christmas Eve and uh, give it to a family, to one family in need here in the community. And uh, that's always been a really wonderful thing, wonderful blessing. The Lord always really guides us to exactly who needs it. And so uh, that's just another way that we can uh, honor the Lord and, and how he's been so gracious in giving to us. So let me uh, open us up in prayer and then uh, we'll just do this together. Does that sound good? You out there? Does that sound good? All right, there you go. All right, Lord, we welcome you here. Lord, we give you thanks and praise again that you gave your one and only son, Jesus, for us, that you stepped down from heaven so that a way could be made that we could be made right with God again and that we can walk hand in hand in the garden again. And uh, so I thank you for that redemption plan. I thank you for that gospel, that good news that Jesus spoke of when he began his ministry. But, Father, as we celebrate, too, that we look forward to your second coming. And uh, so we honor you, love you, Lord. I pray that you would receive our worship and praise tonight, and that it would be a blessing for, for, for you, Lord, that it would bless your heart, it would bless your Lord, your heart, Father, but also that we would be blessed in it, Lord, as we meet with you face to face, every young child here to the oldest, Lord, that we would be uh, just blessed in this time together in community and uh, coming before you in worship. So we love you, Lord. Thank you. In Jesus' name. Okay, one, two, three, four.
To read with me, and it's going to be up here. And uh, you guys are the people, all right? I think you can follow that, all right? Unto us a child is born. Hallelujah. There you go. Unto us a son is given. Praise be God. And he will be called Wonderful. something. Yes, <laughs> Jesus, Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, and Prince of Peace. And you shall call his name Jesus. And glory to God in the highest. And on earth peace and goodwill towards men. And the zeal of the Lord will accomplish this. Praise the Lord. Amen. Amen. In the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a village in Galilee, to a virgin named Mary. She was engaged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of King David. Gabriel appeared to her and said, Greetings, favored woman. The Lord is with you. Confused and disturbed, Mary tried to think what the angel could mean. Don't be afraid, Mary, the angel told her, for you have found favor with God. You will conceive and give birth to a son, and you will name him Jesus. He will be very great and will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his ancestor David, and he will reign over Israel forever. His kingdom will never end. Mary asked the angel, How can this happen? I'm a virgin. The angel replied, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the baby to be born will be holy, and he will be called the Son of God. 
What's more, your relative Elizabeth has become pregnant in her old age. People used to say she was barren, but she's now in her sixth month, for nothing is impossible with God. Mary responded, I am the Lord's servant. May everything you have said about me come true. And then the angel left her. This is how Jesus the Messiah was born. His mother Mary was engaged to be married to Joseph. But before the marriage took place, while she was still a virgin, she became pregnant through the power of the Holy Spirit. Joseph, her fiancé, was a good man and did not want to disgrace her publicly, so he decided to break the engagement quietly. As he considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream. Joseph, son of David, the angel said, do not be afraid to take Mary as your wife, for the child within her was conceived by the Holy Spirit, and she will have a son, and you are to name him Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. All of this occurred to fulfill the Lord's message through his prophet. Look, the virgin will conceive a child. She will give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God is with us. 
When Joseph woke up, he did as the angel of the Lord commanded and took Mary as his wife. And he did not have sexual relations with her until her son was born. And Joseph named him Jesus. At that time, the Roman Emperor Augustus decreed that a census should be taken throughout the Roman Empire. This was the first census taken when Quirinius was governor of Syria. All returned to their own ancestral towns to register for the census. 
And because Joseph was a descendant of King David, he had to go to Bethlehem in Judea, David's ancient home. He traveled there from the village of Nazareth in Galilee. He took with him Mary, his fiancée, who was now obviously pregnant. And while they were there, the time came for her baby to be born. She gave birth to her first child, a son. She wrapped him in snugly in strips of cloth and laid him in a manger because there was no lodging available for them. That night there were shepherds staying in the fields nearby, guarding their flocks of sheep. Suddenly, an angel of the Lord appeared among them, and the radiance of the Lord's glory surrounded them. They were terrified, but the angel reassured them, Don't be afraid, he said. I bring you good news that will be, bring great joy to all people. The Savior, yes, the Messiah, the Lord, has been born today in Bethlehem, the city of David. And you will recognize him by this sign. You will find a baby wrapped snugly in strips of cloth, lying in a manger. Suddenly the angel was joined by a vast host of others, the armies of heaven, praising God and saying, Glory to God in highest heaven, and peace on earth to those with whom God is pleased.
had returned to heaven, the shepherds said to each other, let's go to Bethlehem. Let's see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. They hurried to the village and found Mary and Joseph, and there was the baby lying in the manger. After seeing him, the shepherds told everyone what had happened and what the angel had said to them about this child. All who heard the shepherd's story were astonished. But Mary kept all these things in her heart and thought about them often. The shepherds went back to their flocks, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen. It was just as the angel had told them. brightly shining it is the night of a
born in Bethlehem in Judea during the reign of King Herod. About that time, some wise men from eastern lands arrived in Jerusalem asking, where is the newborn king of the Jews? We saw his star as it rose, and we have come to worship him. King Herod was deeply disturbed when he heard this, as was everyone in Jerusalem. He called a meeting of the leading priests and teachers of religious law and asked, where is the Messiah supposed to be born? In Bethlehem, in Judea, they said, for this is what the prophet wrote. And you, O Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are not least among the ruling cities of Judah, for a ruler will come from you, who will be the shepherd for my people Israel. Then Herod called for a private meeting with the wise men, and he learned from them the time when the star first appeared. Then he told them, go to Bethlehem and search carefully for the child. And when you find him, come back and tell me so that I can go and worship him too. After this interview, the wise men went their way, and the star they had seen in the east guided them to Bethlehem. It went ahead of them and stopped over the place where the child was. When they saw the star, they were filled with joy. They entered the house and saw the child with his mother, Mary, and they bowed down and worshiped him. Then they opened the treasure chest and gave him gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And having been warned in a dream not to go back to Herod, they returned to their country by another route.
Christmas. It is good to be with you. Let's let's give the band a hand of encouragement uh, for leading us in worship tonight. Amen. Thank you. Thank you so much. Well, uh, tonight, uh, my meditation uh, for Christmas Eve is entitled, Do You Need a Savior? And I'm coming out of uh, Luke chapter 2, verse 11, where we heard earlier that today, in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you, and he is the Messiah, the Lord. Now, when the angels appear to the shepherds, they give Jesus three titles, and I want to zero in on the one called Savior, and it's one of the three titles, and I want to just pick up three questions on this. First of all, what does that word Savior mean? Second of all, what exactly is he saving us from? And third, how do I get saved by this Savior? 
And by the way, I love that we've got all our kids here, and I love the noise. I really want you to know that. I love the noise because I think it was pretty noisy the night Jesus was born. Uh, and we don't have any animals in here, but we've got lots of little kids. So uh, we're glad you're here, boys and girls. So let me start with what does the word Savior actually mean? It happens in the Bible, in the English Bible, 60 times almost. And in the Old Testament, which is that first three-quarters of the Bible that was written before Jesus was born, mostly in Hebrew, the word there for Savior is Yeshua. Say that. Yeshua. Yeah. And that word is just packed with meaning. It means salvation. It means deliverance from your enemies. It means victory in war. It means freedom. It means the provision of health and well-being. And get this, when the angel appeared to Mary and told her to name her baby Jesus, well, that's the English. The angel told her to name the baby Yeshua. Isn't that cool? Yeshua. Say that, Yeshua. If you go to Israel today and you meet some people who are in the church there, uh, there be Jewish people who follow Jesus. They're called Messianic Jews. And if you ask them about Jesus, they'll say, yeah, we know Jesus. We call him Yeshua. Now, in the New Testament, the word is soter. And that word means deliverance. It means uh, one who saves. It means uh, a rescuer. And so when we call Jesus the Savior, what we're actually saying is salvation saves salvation saves. Which brings us to the second question. Okay, so what exactly is he saving us from? Now, I read a celebrity obituary recently, and it, it drew my attention because the person had obviously written it before they died. And they said, I've been a really good person my whole life, so naturally, I bristle at the idea that I would ever need a savior. And as I thought about that, I thought, wow, that's pretty chilling. But at the same time, it's pretty common for our world. We have a world of self-improvement, self-help, self-motivation, and self-actualization, don't we? And so the idea that we would need a savior is kind of foreign. But actually, maybe in 2020, we're starting to get the picture because in 2020, with COVID, we had to stay at home. We had to go to school online. We had to do without a lot of the things we usually have. Right, boys and girls? It's hard, right? And we're learning that we don't control life and we are not uh, self-driven human beings, but actually we depend a lot on God. And we, we look at those circumstances. And what have we seen in this past year? We have seen a lot of hatred, a lot of divisiveness. We have seen a lot of difficulty. And we've experienced the world, like we sang earlier, in sin and pining. Like pining means, I wish it was better. I wish, I, I wish it was better. And 
we've had a weary world. We, we talked about a weary world rejoicing. Well, the world has not been this weary for the last 80 years. Since World War II, we haven't had the kind of difficulty across the world that we've had in this last year. And so uh, that's the, the difficulty we've seen. And people are moving away from the ways of Jesus. They, we, we deny routinely that he created the universe. We deny routinely that the Ten Commandments are relevant and real and the way God thinks. We deny that there's heaven or hell. But we even deny that we're selfish. Now, if you take a survey at my house with my wife and you ask her, hey, what's Dennis like? She's going to tell you, I'm selfish. That's part of the condition. And, and, and let, me, let me tell you, let me, in on, let me you in on something tonight. You're selfish too. It's human nature. It's the way we were made. We try to do the right thing, but we're inherently selfish. And all we need to do is ask someone who really knows us. Now, Jesus was super clear that his mission was to save selfish sinners. So he came and he said, the kingdom of God is at hand. And he commanded us to repent and to believe the good news and to follow him. And he knew what he was talking about when he came, and it was super clear to him that he came to open our eyes. He came so that we could turn from darkness to light, that we could turn from the tyranny of Satan to the love of God, that uh, we could be cleansed of our sin, be forgiven for our sin, and uh, that we could take our place in eternity among those who place their faith in Jesus. And get this, Jesus never wanted admirers. He has no interest in admirers. What he came for is people who are ready to be saved, people who are gladly and repenting in relief, people who believe him and obey him as followers. And he called those people disciples. So that brings us uh, to the third question, which is, how do I get saved by this Savior? And I'm going to give you an answer, and, and this may surprise you, but it's the very same answer whether you've been following Jesus 50 years or whether you're going to follow Jesus for the first time starting tonight. That may sound amazing, but here it is. Number one, ask Jesus to shine his light on the dark parts of your life, whatever those may be. And then, when you have that, repent. That word repent just means change your thinking and turn from your sin and turn from the things that are between you and God and uh, all of your self-centeredness. And then third, you receive forgiveness for your sin because you apply the atoning sacrifice of Jesus on the cross to your sin, and it's cleansed completely. It's cleansed completely. And then believe Jesus and obey him.
start or continue to read the Bible. We've got Bibles on the Connect desk on your way out if you want one. But read the Bible and pray. Pray just means talk to God. Pray and then do what he tells you to do. And again, this is whether this is your first night deciding to follow Jesus or whether you've been following him 50 years. Same thing. And uh, number five, take your place among the saved. Be part of a community. We are part of a community that's following Jesus in spirit and in truth. And if you don't have a regular church home, then come and join us because we're going we're gonna to study who he is and we're going to follow him together the best we can. We're going to start in January with a new series called Astonished. And we're going to look at all the qualities of God and what it's like to follow him. And then uh, enjoy the peace that comes from being with Jesus and sharing him with other people. And finally, the thrill of hope. You get the thrill of hope of eternal life and looking forward to that glorious day when he comes back for the second time and sets up all of his kingdom and all of its glory and all the things we've been singing about tonight will be completely set right. And that is the hope of Christmas. So we have a Savior who saves. Uh, he's here for us selfish sinners. And he is uh, inviting us into a lifestyle of following him uh, in the ways that I've just been describing. So what we're going to do to close is, what I want to do is, whatever God's putting on your heart tonight, uh, I want you to, when you lift that candle and you sing Silent Night, do business with God. Let him know what's on your heart, and let him know that uh, you're going to walk with him the best of your ability. And uh, we're going to light some candles now, and um, we've got some real candles up here. So if some of the people up front or even around could just come up and light their candle on here and then help each other light your candles. We're going to sing, um, we're going to sing Silent Night and um, we're going to, um, we're going to finish on that. And then uh, when we're done, you can drop off your candles you can drop off your candles in the box on your way out. You're going to go out by this door, by the way. So you can drop your candles in the box. If you want to participate in our benevolence offering, you can do that. Uh, there's baskets there. Uh, and then we're, uh, when we're done singing, I will uh, pray and we will release you tonight. All right, well, give, me, give, give us a few minutes to... All right, I think we're mostly ready. All right, brother, let's hit it. Silent night, holy night, all is calm, all is bright, round yon Sleep in heavenly peace, sleep in
So church, um, may you let your light shine before men so that they can see your good deeds and worship your Father in heaven. Merry Christmas.